everybody. This is Dr. Chad Hawk with Renegade Atlas, charting a new path for your life. So today, I have a special guest in studio with me. Um, as we all know, there's been some crazy things that have happened over the past year, um, maybe a little less time than that. But part of the crazy things that have happened has been the way that the world has made a lot of impositions into our life. And my guest today is a mom who is trying to advocate for her children, specifically one daughter, um, who has some health-related issues. And I wanted to bring her on the, the podcast so that everyone could hear what a mom has to go through who has a, a child with special needs during this time. So Brittany, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about your story? What brought you to the point where you find yourself today? Yes, thanks so much for having me. I'm a wife and a mom to four. And like you said, I have two older daughters who are in public school right now. And so we're definitely in some uncharted territory facing the pandemic and public school. And as a parent from the beginning of all this, I really just felt like there was a lot that wasn't in my control and I didn't feel okay with that. And so I was really just on this quest to do what was best for my children and started doing my own research and just thinking independently and just really thinking critically about the decisions and mandates that were be putting into place for my children. And it just didn't sit well with me. So I began to just do my own research. I began to just ask around some other moms and I listen to my children. The biggest thing is I have them coming home after wearing the mask and telling me this these symptoms that they were both having. Why don't you describe those symptoms for us? Yeah, so they were coming home and they were having headaches. That was the number one thing, frequent headaches. And these were all symptoms that my children weren't having prior. These were not common symptoms for them. So headaches was one. They would tell me, my oldest daughter, what really concerned me is she would say, mom, I, my heart just feels like it's beating so hard during school when I'm wearing the mask. And I wanted to talk to her. She also does have some anxiety. And so I was trying to talk through that with her and just find out if that was more just emotions and nerves. But the more I thought about it, and just, you know, they say that mom intuition that we have. I just said something is, something's not right. And so the headaches, the just the heart beating hard and fast. Uh, my other daughter was tired a lot, just really noticed an increase in fatigue. And she also described symptoms of being lightheaded and dizzy. And again, none of these were, I thought that I had, you know, healthy children and so these were concerning and alarming to me as a parent. And, you know, I'm trusting that when I put my kids in school each day that they're, they're safe, right? And um, so I just had to start thinking, okay, something's, something's going on here. And so I just started asking around. I started meeting new people. And I met some really great contacts and they told me, you know, hey, my kid had some of these symptoms and they have a medical exemption for a mask. And I'll be totally honest, at the beginning of all this, I, I didn't really even know what that was. 
Um, I hadn't done a lot of research on my own. And my mindset then was a lot different than it is now. And that's something that I talk about, too, since I'm very open about where I stand with, where me and my family stand with masks. At the beginning, I was compliant. I did what they said, and I followed the lead, right? And then just the more, it was just kind of like a snowball effect. I just started thinking more independently, thinking for myself, for my family. The more I started to push back and not follow everything that was being told. So anyways, I was given your name by many people who were saying, you know, I faced some of the similar problems and we saw Dr. Hawk and he, we got our child qualified for a medical exemption for mask wearing. And I just thought, hmm, okay, I need to, I need to look into this. I'm not sure exactly what that means, but I'm going to find out. So messaged you, contact you about it. And you said, yeah, come on in. I'll do a test to see if they qualify. And I was still a little hesitant. I didn't know everything that would happen and if it would shake out how I'd hoped it would, but came in to you and had the evaluation done. And with no hesitancy, the objective medical data clearly showed that my children are impacted from wearing a mask. And it's not just from what we were finding in our short exam with you. You know, I started thinking, I that's only in a short amount of time. Yeah. How much worse are they being impacted in an eight-hour day where my children are also telling me that we're not allowed to pull our mask down to take a deep breath because that's why I told them, well, if you feel like you're out of breath, you know, just pull it down and take some deep breaths. And both of them had said, people at school say we can't do that. And I'm just like, you know, that's when the mama bear in me is like, oh no, <laughs> like if my child can't breathe well, that's a serious issue. So let me step in yeah, for just yeah, a moment yeah, yeah. here. Ahead. What is involved in the exam? It's just a, a basic vitals exam. As you saw when we did that for your for your daughters, um, we do blood pressure, heart rate, um, lung capacity. Uh, we check the um, uh, oxygen saturation with and without a mask. We're even adding to that now. We've actually added some procedures to it. And if any time with, with or without a mask, we see a problem, we have to take note. Right. Just like a regular patient walking in, and if I do right. the vital signs and they're out of normal, we have to take action. Right. Well, if you take a perfectly north, normal, healthy child, mm -hmm. you put a mask on them, and five minutes later, all they're doing is sitting on a stool, right. and you retest, and all of a sudden, the numbers have gone into the pathophysiologic range. Right. Something is wrong. Yes. And that's what you were seeing. That's what your daughters were telling you. Mm -hmm. That's what you were seeing played out in their life, and you mm -hmm. took action. Yes. But that road of action turned out to be very hard. Very difficult. It came with obstacles I could not even imagine that I'd be facing. So here I have their medical exemptions, right? So I'm ready to present them to the school immediately and get this into effect immediately. Because like you said, we've clearly documented what has happened and that they qualify for a medical exemption. And so, you know, that put a little bit more panic in me as a parent that this needs to be taken into effect immediately. This is not safe for my children to be going to school every day like this. So 
I presented it to the school, which um, I, I did have a little bit of heads up from some other awesome moms that I've met that it may come with some pushback. So I was a little prepared maybe to know that it wasn't just going to be, okay, you know, great. They can show up tomorrow with no mask. Thanks for letting us know. But I never knew the, t- the amount of pushback that was really going to come. So I brought it to the school and I emailed it to the nurse, very friendly. And I just said, you know, my children have qualified for a medical mask exemption. Here it is. Here's the signed doctor's notes. Let me know what we need to do to get this effective immediate, please. And I get a call from the nurse manager of the school. So I, through this journey, I just was kind of working my way up the rank, as you know. Is this the nurse manager for the school district? Yes. Okay. For the entire school district. So I had just sent mine to the nurse, and then I got a phone call from the nurse manager of the entire school district. And she just let me know, um, you know, I received your medical exemptions, but we don't receive them from chiropractors, or we don't accept them, I'm sorry. And I just thought, well, that just doesn't make any logical sense, you know, and I'm letting her speak and letting her finish. But in my mind, I'm just like, that That doesn't make sense. We have, you know, medical proof right here of what's happening to my children. And she said, it has to be from you know, gave me a list of credentials, accepted credentials that she said was their policy. And I said, okay. And then that was just kind of what lit the fire in me. I was like, you know, my children have, I've had the test done. It's shown what's happening. And I didn't feel taken seriously. I didn't feel like anyone was advocating for my children, but my husband and I, and then you, after you had done the exam and you said they absolutely qualify. So it just kind of started this fire in me. And I just knew right away that there was nothing I was, I, there was nothing I wouldn't do to get what my children need and deserve. And so let's see. After you had the, the nurse or the, the managing nurse for the county, um, did I speak with your principal? I think I may have. I don't know. I think he called me. Did he? And he talked to me. And he was okay. actually really, really good. Okay. If it's the same person I'm thinking of. Okay. He actually was very accommodating. Mm-hmm. He understood. And he had no problems with it. But I think he got overridden by these the bureaucracy of the yes. county. Yes. That sounds exactly right, actually. Um, and I can see exactly how you would say that. Yes, I agree with you. So there was just a lot of pushback. So then I was on this quest. I said, well, I'm going to call our pediatrician. And they just over the phone basically told me, we don't do that. And, you know, we can refer you to, you know, what what did they find in the exam? And then they call me back. You know, there's a lot of back and forth and call me back and said, well, we can refer you to a cardiologist for them. And I was just like, Again, I just felt defeated. Like, why isn't anyone taking this seriously? And uh, I feel like I could talk about this forever. So this (laughs) is interesting. Um, These numbers are just objective numbers when we did the test. Right. These weren't uh, anybody's opinion. Right. And to have your pediatrician not give credence or honor Mm -hmm actual numbers when they could have done the same test in five minutes time and got the exact same results 
when if a child walked in off the street, if you took your daughter in without a mask and they did those tests and they showed up with those numbers, they would send that child to a hospital. Mm, wow. Just hearing you say that just kind of brings me all back to the emotions I was feeling during it. Yeah, it's serious. And so what was the emotion? Like the 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 main emotion, was it anger, frustration? Um, what was it? Feeling like you weren't being heard? Yes. I, all of the above. I had so many emotions. I was upset. You know, I these are my children and I'm their number one advocate. And I, I, yes, I felt like I wasn't being heard. I felt like if I was being heard, I wasn't being taken seriously. I felt like people thought... I wasn't educated on the issue, and in fact, throughout this process, I've done so much research that I feel like I, I maybe have educated myself a little bit more than the people I was getting the pushback from. And I guarantee you that's true. Yeah, and I just was feeling really upset, like no one is taking this seriously. And actually, even multiple people I talked to in the school district said, you know, we've got children with life-threatening medical conditions, and I heard that the fight and the outcry and the advocacy for those children that they've got school or children at the school that they need to protect. And I just said to my husband, you know, where is the outcry for our children? Where is the advocacy for our children? And so, yeah, as a parent, you know, I'm, I'm frustrated. I'm angry because there's nothing I won't do to protect my children. And so let's see. Okay. So Again, through some amazing contacts I've met throughout this process, I found a doctor I was connected with, and he said, hey, I've I've heard your story going around, and I would love to connect with you. And I just thought, oh my gosh, like, seriously? I thought it was, like, too good to be true, because here I am just, like, fighting, 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 losing sleep, and hours of research, and you know, reading Governor Kelly's mandate and the medical exemption and just educating myself. And I knew I was right. And so when he contacted me, I just said, thank you so much. Like, this is truly an answered prayer. And so I went into his office with my daughters and he did an examination on them. And he just, yeah, without, without doubt. So now I had two different medical professionals find the same data the numbers don't lie and tell me that, yes, they absolutely qualify for a medical exemption. That, to me, is a st- it's just outstanding. You can't make this stuff up. Right. You know, I don't think that the public, if you're listening to this right now, I don't think you understand what happens to your body when you subject yourself to the mask. Right. Because your body goes into that same pathophysiologic state or perhaps a paraphysiologic state. And you live like that continuously. Here we have an example of a mom who saw what was happening, knew her daughter so well that she took action. And I think that's something that hasn't been talked about through all of this, is people are not taking action to protect their health and well-being. And you did that. Right. And, you know, you bring up a good point that... With mask wearing, you know, I keep hearing from so many people who don't agree with me, and this has come from my own friends and family, and that's been a whole nother battle, but, you know, it's just a mask. Wear it. It's just a mask, but it's not just a mask. There is risk with mask wearing, and my whole thing has been where there is risk, there must be choice, and especially as a parent, I must have that choice whether I want to put a mask on my child, not anyone else. 
And, you know, the other thing it makes me think of with mask wearing, especially when we're talking about children, there is a very proper and procedural way of putting a mask on and taking a mask off. And do we really believe that children are doing it properly? No. The truth of course is not. Adults aren't even doing it properly. No, no, no. They're not. So, you know, just the whole thing is just crazy to me. But that was my thing is just where there is risk, there must be choice. And I know what is best for my children. Me and my husband know what is best for our children more than anyone else on this world. So, yeah, I... I I, I met with the doctor, and again, he said the same thing, so it's time to go back to the school, right? So here I go, and I present it back, you know, saying this is what you required, and here you go. You know, like, um, what what do we need to do to get this into effect immediately? And I just was not backing down. You know, I was very persistent with my communication with them. If I wouldn't hear back, I would type another email. And I, I believe that they were hoping that eventually I would just give up, give up. Exactly. I would just, okay. And I'm sure that they're used to using their position of authority. And maybe a lot of parents just don't know that they, they have the right to push back. They have the right to fight. And so maybe a lot of parents just say, okay, well, I tried, but that's, that's what they said. And I just wasn't going to take no for an answer. I just wasn't. So I kept going back. So I go back to the school with now a second medical exemption from a second exam from a second medical professional that found the exact same data. And I emailed that to the nurse manager that I had been in communication with. And I'm standing in the middle of the target aisle at like nine in the morning and my phone rings and I now have their attention. I have the superintendent of the entire school district calling me saying, hey, I've, I've heard what's happening. I see this medical exemption we have now. I'm like, okay, it, we did it. Like, it's, it's going to be granted. We did it. No. Now there's a form that we need filled out. The medical exemption that we got from the MD is not good enough. Our policy states that we need more specific diagnostic information on your children than what these numbers are showing. And... <laughs> Which, by the way, is a complete lie. Right. You know, that's a that's a that's a lie. That is not what the exemption is for. And that is not mandate. That is not part of the governor's executive order. It is not part of the Johnson County um, mandate that they passed down. It is completely a lie. They were just trying to break you. Right. Exactly. And, you know, I, I'll probably never forget this moment as a parent. I've got my son who's 18 months with me in the cart and I'm buying snacks for him and I just my heart was just pounding and I just thought this is not okay this is not okay this is not okay I've proven more than I need to I've jumped through all of your hoops like you have the information you need to grant this um and they just kept pushing back and so I I lost my train of thought. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> so, okay. So after the superintendent and then I had to go back to the doctor and say, well, this is what they said. And, you know, I even chatted with you about that yep. too. And I yep. just said, I, I want to make sure that I'm educating myself properly. And so when I do communicate that, that I, I know the correct information. So I went back to both of you 
who both told me the same exact thing. Like you just said, they they don't have that authority. And that's a whole thing. That's a whole nother topic that I could talk about forever with COVID is why has COVID given people this blind authority that they feel they have from medical professionals to people in the grocery store when I'm not masked and I don't have my children masked saying you should have a mask on and your child should be wearing a mask. Would people have ever come up to me before COVID and said, your child should have a coat on and you should have a coat on or, you know, stop to me in my car. You should put your seatbelt on and your child should have your seatbelt on. You know, where it's like all of a sudden people have this right they feel they have to tell me what I need to do or what's best for me and my child when they don't even know medically anything about my children. But anyways, so both of you told me the same thing. They, That's against HIPAA. That's, that's not it's okay. It's completely against HIPAA. Yeah. And so I wrote a long email. And at that point, I actually had talked to a lawyer. Again, yep. I was given amazing contacts. I've met some amazing people throughout this freedom fighting journey. And I was given the contact of an attorney that was willing to speak on the phone with me, which I was so appreciative of it. And I talked to him for over an hour. He, you know, I kept saying, I don't want to take up your time. And he was like, no, this is important. And we need to, you have one chance at this. So I talked to him for over an hour and he just let me know, here's what I would do. Here's your rights. Here's your children's rights. And here's the issue with what they're doing and just helped guide me. So I sent another email back about just, you know, you don't have this right. And I actually thought, well, you know, if they have the superintendent calling me, I want to I want to make sure that really everyone that's in a position of authority at the school district is aware of what's going on. So on that email, I included the entire board of education, all of their emails for the district and also our state board. Nice. (laughs) Nice. That's what you have to do. Yeah. And I mean, and the one thing I've said about all of this too is I, if anyone that knows me knows me well, I, I, I am an open book. I, I am vocal and, um, you know, willing to share things. But this, I still struggled a little bit with. This was new to me. But I've met so many people who have encouraged me along the way to just keep going. And so, yes, when the attorney suggested that, I was like, okay, yep, I'm going to do that. And so I wrote an email and I did get a response back. And it was actually from the president of the board of the district, the, the Board of Education District, I'm sorry. And he just said, you know, I did double check our policy. And this is what our policy says. And I would just really encourage you to comply. Wow. <laughs> From the president. Yes. Wow. And oh, this is what I was going to say. When I wrote that email, it was a pretty lengthy email. It was very direct, but it was still respectful and kind. And that's been my stance the whole time where there's several people, again, friends and family who don't even agree with the fight my husband and I are on. If I remained kind and respectful while I'm doing this, at the end of the day, I can still lay my head on the pillow and go to sleep at night. Because while I am fighting, I am still doing it respectfully and kindly, 
even when that has not been reciprocated to me. Trust me, that has not been reciprocated to me. Anyway, so he said, yeah, I would just encourage you to comply. And I'm like, just that word or that sentence, I was just like, you have got to be kidding me. What else do they need me to do? And so I went back to the doctor, the other doctor, and he said, again, just like you had told me, they, they don't have that authority. They That is against HIPAA. There are so many things wrong with this. If they want that information, they really should have, you know, X, Y, and Z in place to properly follow having that information. Right, right. Which you had told me as well. And so I just said, you know, I I have to remember what I'm fighting for. And at the end of the day, I'm fighting for them to be unmasked in their school because that's, that's what they need and that's what's best for them. So I went back to the doctor and he said, there's several medical conditions actually that they have with these results from your initial exam. And so he said, I'm willing to write it for you because they do have, you know, this, this, and this condition. If you want me to, if you want to continue to fight it, then I think you can do that. So anyways, I just decided, you know what? I'm going to give them the information they want but I'm not going to just hand it over and say, okay, that's it. So I hand it over and I'm thinking, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm like, they're going to push back again. There's going to be something that they're going to fight me and try to say, you know, I don't know. So then I immediately get a call within like an hour of submitting the form. Oh, there's something actually back up just a second. This is something you had helped me say that was important considering the medical concerns of my kids and I kept saying it at the end of every paragraph or every email that I would write to them I ended with the same paragraph that if they were going to continue to try to enforce their policy that is not law I need them to write me with written documentation saying they will be held liable for the immediate and long-term health ramifications of my children being unmasked. Likewise, I'm willing to provide a written statement saying... <laughs> I remember sending you that. <laughs> yes. Oh, and it stuck with me. I, that I, I'll provide written documentation that I won't hold them responsible should my child, you know, contract COVID at school. And I just kept making sure to end with that because it just kept getting delayed after delay after delay. And... Anyways, within like an hour of sending off the final form that they said they needed, I get a call from the director of health services of the entire school district. And I'm sitting in my car and she said, I've received the exemption and um, I just wanted to let you know that we will go ahead and sign off on that and it will be put into effect. And I was just like, it had to be like tears almost, you oh, know? Oh, I got off the phone and called my husband crying, like immediately, oh. for sure. Yeah, so I just, I, I I said, finally, like, we did it. And, you know, it's sad. I don't feel like it should have had to be that big of a process. But um, at the end of the day, I just, I didn't stop fighting. I knew that I was going to do whatever it took to do what was best for my kids. 
Well, I think you're an inspiration for many people going forward, especially parents with kids. You know, there are options. It is you have to be consistently persistent in it mm-hmm. and how you pursue it. You're you have to be tenacious mm-hmm. and doggedly pursue them and never back down and mm-hmm. and continue to be firm, but kind. Yes. And you gave away several of the key phrases. So people want to go back and listen to this. There are some really important phrases you used, and I'm sure you used them in your documentation to the the school board, um, to the school nurse, to everybody involved. But um, I just applaud you so much. What was the tipping point for you? This is this goes back to the beginning. There had to be a point when you said, "No, it's not right. My children are worth fighting for." When was that moment? That's a very good question. So. You know, the spark was lit in me just from the beginning when they were coming home saying these symptoms that they were having. And I knew that it was due to the mass. And so that just really kind of started that fire in me. But I would say when I sent the first initial exemption and then I got a phone call from the nurse manager who said, who was not very kind to me, by the way, and she just said, we don't accept this. And she, I, I think they were maybe hoping that I would just go away then. And that is what lit the fire in me. Gotcha. Really, Rejection. I, yes. She said, we yes. don't accept this. And I'm yeah. thinking, you don't have that authority. Right. So, yeah, I think that was the point that just gotcha. right off the bat. All right. Well, is there um, anything that you would like to share with people listening to this? Any last thing that you're like, hey, yeah, you, everybody, you need to do this. And it doesn't have to do with masks. Mm-hmm. It's about the mindset. Right. I mean, it does have to do with masks, but it's the mindset of the control over other people. Yeah, that's a great point and a great question. I would just say, first of all, educate yourself. And that's something I'm still continuing to do. And I've done a ton in this process, but just Educate yourself with the information that is out there. Educate yourself with the mandate and with the exemptions and the exceptions. Just go read it and, you know, save it. I've had to read back through it several times because I've restated it to people from the school. So I would just say educate yourself and don't ever stop fighting for your kids. You know, I said a lot of times on this journey that like the mama bear was coming out of me. And that mother's intuition. And listen to that. It's so true. God gave us that as mothers for a reason. Yeah. It is in our veins to protect our children. And I so I would just say, don't, don't back down. Don't let them intimidate you. And I did get intimidated during my journey, but I just knew that there I just was gonna keep going. I was gonna keep fighting. And with the support of my husband who's just been incredible, my rock throughout this journey, we, we've been able to do it. So educate yourself. Don't stop fighting for your children and push back, push back respectfully and kindly. Again, that's, that's been key on my journey as well is if they tell you no, question it, ask why, ask for written documented proof that this is policy or these are the rules versus just hearsay um, so don't be afraid to question, you know, you know, they're your children, you know, what's better for them more than anyone else in the world. Right. So 
So those would probably be my top things. Great. Thank you so much for making time, Brittany, for this. Yes, um, thank you for having yeah. me. Um, and if anybody would like to ask Brittany questions, why don't you um, contact me and I'll forward them to you. That way you can maybe get a filter in between. Okay. Right. Yeah. Unless you feel like them. opening up your email address, which may be a big flood of things you don't need right now. <laughs> contact me, chad at the renegadeatlas.com. Com, chad at the renegade atlas.com and i will send all the appropriate ones to Brittany. Awesome. and if um and i want to close this off by letting you guys know that all my listeners know that we have um a brand i've opened a brand new company and it's called freedomfriendly.us and this is born out of what we've been seeing happen in this world today it is an um, online directory where business owners and consumers can connect and these businesses are committed to protecting your uh, constitutional rights and um, if you walk in and you happen to be not wearing a mask because of whatever reason you choose not to they're not going to give you a hard time about it or perhaps you're concealed carrying a weapon and that's a constitutional right that um, is given to us they're not going to bother you or harass you um, it's a pretty amazing opportunity to join right now because if you join before the end of the year, you get is either a business or an individual. You're going to get a cool hat, T-shirt, stickers for businesses. You get decals put on the door. You get uh, included with that access to the directory for the first six months of 2021. So I highly recommend everybody go check it out. It's freedomfriendly.us. And thank you so much, everybody, for listening. 